That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> Live from Flyover Media Studios, this is Movie Review. I'm the BJ. With me, as always, is the resident landlord, Mr. Arby. Hello, folks. We have a uh, we have a fun show for you today. We're we do. Actually, we're actually going to be um, discussing uh, the ten part series, The Last Dance. Seems like everybody in the world's talking about it, so why shouldn't we? You know? Yeah. So if you have not, um, yeah, spoiler. Yeah, if you have not watched all of it, I mean, it's not really a spoiler. You kind of know what happens. Six championships <laughs> and he retires. So. Wait, what? Yeah, just to let you know a little bit. They won it that year? Yes, they did win it that year. Huh. So we'll be talking about that one. I think that's uh, something that's been pretty um, pretty big. Well, it's fine. It's given us sports in a time when we had no sports. We can only talk about everybody's, you know, we can only talk about the NFL draft for so long. Uh, and we can only talk about the proposals for all these sports on when they're going to get going again and things. So, you know, it, it gave everybody an opportunity. And anyone, what, I mean, pretty much 30, what, 35 and over, I mean, pretty much lived that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I graduated in 98. So that was 1997, 98 season was the last season. So. Yeah. I mean, um, well, especially in that last one where they're talking about the the yeah the last two when they that Pacer team is still probably my all time favorite Pacer team of all time. So yeah, that was a pretty popular one. I mean, they were pretty stacked. Um, and then the lady that was on there is actually <laughs> this is a great piece of trivia. Yeah, it's actually um, the car Wood. Ed Wood? Ed Wood. Yeah, I think that's what you said. It's his daughter? It's his granddaughter? It's his daughter. His daughter. He bought the seats back when it was the ABA Pacers. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, or maybe who hasn't seen that yet, but or, or that is just remembering, but the the scene when they're talking about when the Bulls came into town for you know game three, and <laughs> there's just a Pacers fan, this woman in the you know front row. And, of course, as, as you know, when you watch us there – uh, I mean, it, it says explicit language uh, in it. I mean, they don't they don't beep anything out unless you went over to like ESPN two or something like that where they beeped it out. But um, she is just screaming at the Chicago Bulls team uh, and and cursing at them. And that I don't know. To me, I loved it. I'm not for sure. I felt more proud as a as a as a Hoosier than I did right then. What? But it was good to see the Market Square Arena. Again. What her? Yeah. Oh, I was proud as hell of her. Come on, that's what you get when you come into our town. What a a old or a rich white blonde lady yelling at you? Yep. Yeah, that's a good look for our state as always. Who cares? We got. There's worse. 
there's worse. I'll take it. Shows the intensity behind it. I was, yeah, I was good with it. But they, they showed like one clip of her doing it, and then they went back and showed another one of her even more worked up. I no, was like, all right. No, they, uh, I mean, the, the memes that are made off this, if you go to. Um, are there? Yeah. One of them says, um, when you have to wait more than seven minutes to help at the Apple store, <laughs> um, when you're tired of social distancing, when you're wearing a mask is taking away my freedom, normal caller, find a new slant. Um, when they won't let you into Gilson's without a mask, the OG Karen's one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. I have a right to shop for my hair products without wearing a mask. <laughs> I've never loved a woman as much as I love this woman. <laughs> uh, on the line, our next caller from is Karen from Indiana. One of them is open the country. So yeah, that was pretty. Of course, they're linking all those to political ones but that's what she, I that's mean, good i didn't know that she had been turned into uh into a meme yet so that's great oh it's ed martin ed martin yeah her name is uh kathy martin good. harrison um and like i said it's um ed martin the uh he's owns a lot of dealership in indianapolis so. yeah big big time car yeah car here, but that's so, awesome so that's that's that was uh, funny that's the about right the representation that we get Okay. We never get the best representation because no. Um, no, that was exactly what anyone watching from Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta, that's exactly what everybody depicts Indiana fans as anyway. But how many people so. from Indiana were actually rooting for the Bulls? Probably a lot. Probably a decent amount because of Jordan. Um I mean, I think real Pacer fans, I mean, you know, obviously weren't, but I, I think there were a lot of people, especially in Indiana, who were Michael Jordan fans, so. Yeah, but Indiana fans have also been known as some of the best fair weather fans mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah, there's some out there. I mean, they're not. For sure. They're not loyal like the, uh, like the Browns fans and some no. of these other awful organizations. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, it was a great series. It was it was a great ten part series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, a lot of history in that. What surprised that, you? Was there anything in there that surprised you? I didn't. Well, we, you and I talked. I I didn't know that about Kerr's father. I did not know that he was uh, that he was killed uh, in the Middle East, uh, and, and and that he was a president of a university. Like that was, I did not know that. Um, and, and I, most of it wasn't. I guess that I didn't know it. I, I guess I just kind of forgotten about it. It was so, um, you know. So I, you know, those, those teams because I mean, it went all the way back into you know when he first came in the league in '83, and I'm like, I, I remember watching a lot of those guys, and knowing all those guys that, that played, not knowing them, but uh, re, you know, remembering that era in basketball and then how they talked, you know, about the Celtics and how you know Bird and Magic really drove Michael to to get over that hump and beat the Pistons and he, you know, and, and then especially after he won one, he won two, he said, you know, hey, magic and, and bird never won three in a row, yeah. you know, and Isaiah and, and Pistons didn't win three in a row and how, you know, how that kind of fueled them. Um, so I kind of remember that. Cause it's weird is, um, I can't remember who won it before the bulls. Like was it the year before the bulls? Was it the Pistons? Pistons. Yeah. So they won. They won it back to back. They won, and then before that, wasn't it L.A. that won it? Let's see. Well, the reason I'm saying this because you go through and look. You have Pistons back to back. Eighty eight. That would have been probably. I think that was a Lakers. Eighty seven, I believe, was the Celtics. 
Um, no, the Lakers went back to back in eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah, because it went back. I think it went back to back, back to back, three P, back to back, three P, and then I think Unreal. A- after the Bulls, and I think it went, and then the San Antonio Spurs won the sh- the strike. Well, then I think this was a strike season. Yeah, 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 but yeah, because the Celtics would have won it in eighty six. Yeah, but it you know it, it you know I you know I forgot about you know how Pippen uh you know became the bull you know came with the bulls uh you know and it was funny how through the first six episodes of that thing um you know Jerry Krause was just getting just murdered in the uh in in the eyes of everybody. Yeah, so it went actually went eighty six was Boston Celtics and then Lakers back to back, Pistons back to back, Bulls three peat, Rockets uh repeat, Bulls three peat, Spurs one, and then the Lakers went on three, then the Spurs, then the Pistons in 04, then the Spurs in 05. Hmm. So like a lot of the same teams for a while until yeah. now, until now you get into and then the Golden State won three out of four and then you have cleveland the raptors another spurs heat back-to-back mavericks so every down and you get like a random team in there that wins yeah yeah hmm wow that's it's i mean the last time you see a a, a non-powerhouse team was 79 the seattle, seattle supersonics and 78 washington bullets 77 portland trailblazers with um the commentator jack jack, jack ramsey, ramsey yep was was Walton on that team? Uh, I think it, I think he was in seven. Was it? Would you say seventy eight? Mm-hmm. I think that, I think it was Bill Walton. I think he played for them. Well, the other thing about Kerr was that was pretty cool. Is how you know he went to the pavilion, was able to watch all the games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing ABC's doing that uh, after the last dance with Stephen A. Smith with uh, I guess more interviews. So I'll have to check yeah, that I'm, one out. I'm good. <clears throat> I'll I'll watch it just because I'm kind of curious who they're who more they're talking to. Um, you know, I'll have my mute button handy for Stephen A. But well, I mean, every Monday morning, if you get up and watch sports, or Scott Van Pelt at eleven, mm. he would have people on talking about it. Yeah, and then and then, and then just dominated the Monday mornings Monday, because, and I mean, even Tuesdays. I mean, because there's nothing else really to talk about. No. Um, I, I think the the one thing that surprised me was how many people didn't like Isaiah Thomas. It wasn't just Jordan. Yeah. So yeah. because ninety two, he hadn't really taken. They hadn't started winning all the championships. Yeah, that was his first one, right? Ninety two. Ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. So he was on his back to back when they went to have the dream team in ninety two, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, there was a lot of animosity from a lot of people towards yeah. Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. I- and I don't know if it was so much Isaiah as much as it was their distaste. He was the best player on the most hated team. Um, you know, I, I I wonder how much that factored into it. Um, everything I heard was that he was kind of a little shithead anyway. Uh, but you know, I, I I don't know. So yeah, I. Him, I, I, I do agree with him being left off the dream team, especially at that time, was was very interesting. Um, and I could see, again, the league was going so towards you know Michael Jordan, and yeah, you don't want him on the team. He's not playing. Yeah, but there's also, I mean, there's there's also an issue between him and Magic, and also him and Bird. Mm-hmm. 
So there's three of the top people. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Bird was on there as a courtesy, really. I mean, he'd almost... Magic... I mean... Bird was almost done at that point because yeah. his back was so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a big factor, but, I mean, you still had to put him on that team. I still always laugh about that dream team. The fact, And and everybody who says, like, there's how could you leave Shaq off that team? I'm sorry. If, if the rule was you had to take one college player, there wasn't a better collegiate basketball player in America at that time than Christian Leitner. I mean, he had no business being on the team. But, but you had to take somebody from college. I, which I, I thought was a stupid rule. Yeah, you know, it was what it was. I mean, again, he he performed. I you watch all those highlights, you don't see any Christian Leitner highlights in there. So it, you know, it was more of a courtesy. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I I I don't hate it, but at that time, boy, there there's no way you could have argued that you'd take Shaq over Christian Leitner at the time. The guy just went to back to back national titles. He'd been to four straight Final Fours, set the all time scoring record for the NCAA tournament. I'm like, no, no, he absolutely should have. If you had to take a college guy, now hindsight, could you imagine if your one college guy was Shaq? I mean, even well, more dream team. Yeah, but you had you had you had to take um, you had to take Lehner because you had to look at it. You have Shaq, who was only a sophomore when he mm-hmm. came out, anyways. Mm-hmm. Now he was dominant. Yeah, but Lehner ate his shit twice, yeah, dude. But, but no, no one ever really talked about. Shaq, the way they talked about Duke during that time. No, not and and not again. Mainly, those arguments about Shaq should have been on those teams came much after after Shaq got in the NBA and started just ripping down goals and everything like that. At the time, there was not a there wasn't a huge. There were very few people who were saying like, "Oh, well, what about Shaq? He's a better you know." It's no, no, nobody. I mean, there may have been a very few people that even thought that because it wasn't even close. Um, but what what was that? Which which one was your favorite episode? Um, boy, it's, it's for me. Honestly, it's between like eight nine. Um, the the ones where Jordan got emotional and he, I think were were very telling. Um, because again, a lot of people, you know, I I felt like we spent more than half of that series. I mean, the beginning you talked about Jordan, what drove him. Things like that, um, but then you really—it seemed like about four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, you, it got into a lot of. Well, yeah, I don't know how many times. How many times do we hear? Yeah, Michael was an asshole. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, and uh, you know when when he just ex- when he would explain himself and he got emotional and he you know he cut the cut the camera off to take a break. And it was just like yeah. Yeah, that was real. I thought it was very emotional too. Uh, you know that they had that interview on there with Kobe Bryant, um, talking about Mike being a big brother to him, and uh, you know a lot of people didn't know that. A lot of people didn't know that before Kobe's funeral when Michael got up and spoke, and my little brother and everybody's like, "Wait, are Michael and Kobe like close?" And you know, some more and more stories came out about how much they have been in communication and things like that, which. I thought was was very telling. Um, obviously, I'm partial to the 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 ones that really talked about that Pacer series because I do remember that series, and that was the uh, yeah that that didn't. I know it didn't get you because you don't care, but I for me I I cared about that Pacer team. I I really thought we that was a uh, they lost. So I mean that's where that's what yeah. 
so sad when you see a lot of these people talk. I thought we had the team. No, you still lost. Just, yeah. Just, now I would have loved to have seen us match up with Utah. That would have been fun. But yeah, I mean, no shame in losing. I mean, even Barkley said is like, there's no shame losing to Michael Jordan. You 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 know you want to lose to the best. If you're gonna lose, like you want to lose to the best, and uh, episode you know. episode one was the uh, flashback chronicle Michael's college and early NBA days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bulls make a preseason trip to Paris amid tensions with GM Jerry Krause. Five point seven three million viewers. Episode two was Scottie Pippen. Uh, okay. Five point one two million viewers. Uh, episode three was Rodman, um, and then the Bulls struggled to overcome the Pistons in the late late eighties. That was 5.31 million viewers. Uh, episode four was Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. and the team finally gets past Detroit, earns a shot at the NBA title, 4.86 million viewers. Hmm. Episode five, Air Jordan to be like Mike, the 92 finals, and Olympic dream team. Michael becomes a global culture icon like any other. 4.9 million hmm. viewers. Episode six is a really book of scrutiny of his gambling, put a dent in Michael Jordan Jordan's reputation, but remains focused on winning the third straight. 4.4, episode 7 is crushed by the death of his father. He retires in 93 to play baseball. The Bulls move on with Scotty in the lead role, 4.3. Episode 8, Michael's return energizes the Bulls. The city in the NBA puts a playoff loss in 95, fuels him to work harder than ever to get back on top. 9 is the Bulls' fifth stiff challenges to the reign in 97 against Utah in 98 versus... um, Indiana role player Steve Kerr makes history on the dynasty. 4.9 in episode 10, battered and exhausted, the Bulls conclude their last dance with six championships. Michael, Phil, and others reflect on the end of their dynasty. 4.5 million. So it kind of went mm. down a little bit. Yeah, it did. I think the episode Surprising. I like the most is about you start to see how the media is not that big of a deal. Like when he first starts playing. And mm-hmm. then you see the media grow, the media grow, yeah. same questions over and over. Like, they literally drove him out of the game. Yeah, and and Magic predicted that, uh, said, you know, and, and he was. He was, uh, you're, you're talking about mid-80s to the late-90s. I mean, he, was, he wasn't the most popular basketball player in, in, in the world. I mean, to be honest, he, he was the athlete in the world. He, he, he was it. I mean, you... And there were that was an era of tremendous athletes that were going around. I mean, you still had, you had Bo Jackson in there during you know at, at, during some of that time, and it's yeah some of the greatest athletes that have ever been. But he was the yeah he was the athlete of of, of that era. Whereas right now you you don't you don't really have that anymore. I don't think you have a athlete. You you the 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 way that. ESPN has grown, grown and things like that. You've got well, who's he's the best basketball player? He's the best football player. Well, Tiger, like Tiger Wood, Tiger Woods is high ratings. LeBron mm-hmm. James is high ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, Nadal, Federer are high ratings. Yeah. Um, Serena, Serena's high ratings in tennis. Yeah. Um, basketball, uh, college basketball doesn't. No, that's college basketball is kind of. But I mean, college football is different. But mm-hmm. like, but athlete wise, baseball, there's really nobody you really watch. No, it's just it's it's been really tough I mean, in they, baseball. They watched um, uh, Bryce Harper because of the contract last mm-hmm. year with the Phillies. They will probably watch Yankees. But I mean, can you name four Yankees now? Remember when we? I used, you know, I oh, hated you, the Yankees. I could name everybody. Yeah, uh, you had Boris. You used to have Boris at third. Um, you had uh, Jeter at third. Uh, Short. 
short and then you have Soriano at second and then you'd have you name the first baseman and then you know Andy Pettit yeah but now I didn't even like the Yankees but you could name them because they were stars right I don't think I could it'd be difficult for me to name four players on any team I can't on the Cubs boy I can't Rizzo who's that little uh is there a Baez kid there's Rizzo Baez and then there's um Chris Bryant okay yeah 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 he plays third, right? Yeah, he plays third. One of the best players in the game, yeah. Uh, and then probably Andre Dawson, I guess. No. I don't, no? He's he's not with them anymore? No. Damn. Um, I can also, I mean, but like NBA, you can name a lot of players. Mm-hmm. It also has a lot to do with that they don't wear hats. I know it sounds weird, but that's yeah. what, you know, NFL players have a hard time because they're always under the helmet. So, mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was a global icon, and then as much money as he was making so many companies – I mean, how many Wheaties box did we buy? How many shoes did we buy? How well, many? look, all you got to do is just say Jordans, like the, the, the shoes. I mean, they're just monster. And it's funny to think that he didn't even want to go to that meeting with Nike. Yeah, his parents made him go. He yeah. didn't even want to go. He wanted to go. He wanted to sign with Adidas. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, and then to see what that brand has turned into, I, you, you told me it. Like a week or two ago, about what the net worth is of Michael Jordan, it's, a couple billion. He's right at two billion. Yeah, billion. And then the other thing that bothered me was they they wanted him to get political, and yeah, you're, I don't think athletes have to get political. Athletes are not role models. No, I don't. I don't. Whereas everybody has a you know a Twitter and all that things now, and they make you know LeBron's making comments about you know everything and Durant and all you know all these sports figures have a political you know opinion and things i don't ever remember magic really getting political i don't remember bird hell no jordan never did none but, of the pistons none of, but, none but of you, those guys you did. can't compare those generations though no we're in no. a different time now because people want to know those opinions yeah. and then i want athletes to be able to have an opinion i couldn't imagine like larry bird having a twitter like especially while he's playing, could you imagine? I mean, he's a private player. I mean, he was, a, yeah. he, he was always a private person. Yeah, I don't. I mean, even if they had Twitter, I just I'm curious. A guy like Michael Jordan, I'm curious how much he would be on social media. You know, the, these days, no. a, 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 while he's playing, you know. Well, the difference was, like Steve Kerr said, everybody else could do and have a natural life, mm-hmm. but like yeah. he he couldn't do. I mean, that's why he hung out with the security and everybody so much. Yeah. So, it, but I mean, a lot of times is you, you like to have some social commentary and things like that. But, but one minute we want an athlete to say something, the next minute like, no, 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 we, we don't want to hear from you. Like, mm-hmm. well, you ask me my opinion. Yeah, is be, yeah. So, um, I thought the comparisons the day after all this came out, and of course it was going to be this way. I was kind of surprised with the numbers though, when ESPN polled like six hundred people. And they evenly divide them between the age ranges so that they, you know, some would be more towards LeBron and more towards Jordan. But Jordan won every single question that there was. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. I was more surprised with the margin. Well, I'm uh, that not, he was. I'm not. That that poll was bullshit. Well, yeah, that's I boredom. Mean, I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna put out right after this, right? Yeah. So if you ran a ten part series on another basketball player, right? Mm-hmm. And then you put it out, and then, and if it because this this documentary was actually done by Jordan's company too, so uh, most people didn't know that. That's why a lot of people had a problem with it because it was he had, it was done by his production company that he has. Oh, 
so that's where you know they had the um the uh the the writer and everything like that the, that guy the director all that kind of stuff they had him on one of the sports shows this week and he said he said you know he was real pleased they had to bump that up obviously he, he said we didn't finish episode 10 till like two weeks ago yeah um because it got bumped it wasn't supposed to come out till uh, later and like i think May, I, believe. I think that's why they were showing a lot of stuff on the ipad to people because mm-hmm. they so um but i i thought the biggest thing was the media drove him out <clears throat> mm-hmm. how they treated him and when his dad died they were like blaming jordan for Whew. it couldn't believe that one i can because the me and that's just the way the media is yeah but man at that time they weren't as ruthless to anyone like that was boy that was a big accusation to make and I, that's where the gotcha culture started yeah. a little bit i, I, I do right i think so a little bit like your dad was murdered and i know they said it's completely random but i mean it it could have been your fault right it's like oh whoa, whoa whoa like who i don't even know how you could how an editor would even allow an accusation like that to go out for, against somebody like like Jordan, like I—that's crazy. Uh, Horace Grant just came out and said Jordan was a liar. Oh, really? About because they thought that Horace Grant was the one leaking the stuff for that book. Yeah. yeah. What was it? The Jordan Rules or yeah. something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. It wasn't just Jordan that said it. Everybody said. Pippen said it was him. But why would you be that? Why would you be a Chicago sports reporter and then write that book and and not understand why no one wants you around? Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I didn't get that either, but I'm not. I'm not saying that condoning what he did, Buzz. But he, how much? I mean, he probably got the reason they have the United Center is because of Jordan. Yeah, it, the reason that probably the reason the Bulls are still in existence because they were shit before him, and then they've been a lot of shit since. I mean, they had a couple decent years with Derrick Rose there, but for the most part, they've been irrelevant since then. And and, and you know, and again, that goes in the last episode where. You know, they show him the iPad of, of Reinsdorf and, you know, how he says, like, the the, the salary cap was going to be, the payroll was going to be too big to, Jordan was like, yeah, we'd have come back to go, we'd sign one-year deals to go after a seventh. Yeah. It's but, like, how could you, how could you do that? I just can't imagine six and eight years, and then you say, yep, time to rebuild. That's just so weird. But that's after Krause said, Phil, this is your last year. I don't care if you go 82-0, and 0, right? And then you're going to go behind the general manager's back and say, "Hey, Phil, you want to come back?" That Reinsdorf could have he could have said that in the very beginning. Yeah, Reinsdorf, because I don't think he thought they were going to win. Yeah, I think he had his doubts, obviously, but I mean, I, I still at any given point, I mean, as much crap as Jerry Krause caught, especially in the beginning by the media and everything like that. Boy, Reinsdorf, I thought he didn't catch it till about the last three, four episodes. Uh, but he was the owner and, you know, and more and more stories are coming out about him with the White Sox and with the Bulls about, you know, you, you play out your contract, you know, no renegotiations, don't care how well you're doing. And there's a lot of people who are just like, yeah, why would anyone want to go play for, for the Bulls or the White Sox? Like nobody would want to go play for this guy. And so he, he, he took his, his bashing in there. Um, do you want me to touch on my top 10 moment that I had? My my uh, revelation. Yeah, go ahead. I had one. I put it in the top 10 moments of that series, but holy crap. Carmen Electra still looks amazing. Like, I haven't seen her in 10 years. I, has she done? I don't know what she's done for, no. like, almost maybe since, 
since that. So maybe 20 years. I don't know. But holy crap, did she still look amazing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, wow. And then Cause she's get, got, how, how old's Carmen Electra? I don't know. 40s. Very in her 40s. I'll bet you she's 50. I don't know. I'll bet you she's 50. Yeah. Yeah, she may be high 40s. Hmm. Now she's all over the place now. It's like you just try to put in Carmen Electra. <laughs> now it's like Electra to Last Dance. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how they had her on there, though. Yeah, I thought it was funny. And she talked about how when Jordan came in the room to get get Rodman from Vegas, that she was in bed naked. Um, She is 48. Mm, okay. Still looking, that was an amazing looking 48 year old. Uh, born April 20th, 1972, from Sharonville, Ohio, height 5'3. <sighs> She's her, from Ohio. Her real name is Tara Leah Patrick. Mm-hmm. She was married to Dave Navarro from 23 to 2017 and Dennis Rodman from 98 to 99. <laughs> she was on Baywatch from 1989 to 2001. She was on there that long. Oh. Uh, she was on Meet the Spartans, Scary Movies, The Last Dance, Epic Movie, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, Disaster Movie. Poor thing. For all you guys playing at home. <laughs> now, that was one of my takes. I mean, I told you after that, I was like, holy crap, did she still looks amazing. I do, I just hadn't seen her in so long, so in anything. So, um, let's see what else. I thought it was really interesting. Again, the, you know, wrapping it up with, with, you know, kind of, you know, Jordan's take on that. Like, yeah, you know, we, we would have gone to kudos for him for sticking around, um, or sticking to his word, to be honest. I mean, he just came off the lead, you know, MVP in 98, uh, you know, and, and MVP of the finals went, won it, uh, and still was just playing at incredibly high level. And to say like, if, if I'm not playing for anybody, but Phil, and sticking to that, I, that's where I don't think that these guys today would. I don't buy that they. I don't buy that they retire. He didn't retire in '98. Uh, see, that's my problem with the series a little bit. Do we forget the Washington? Do we just gonna... yeah? But he didn't go straight to Washington. No, but what I'm saying is he he technically retired, unretired, retired, unretired. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but we left that off the documentary about the Washington years. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, they never did do any post stuff. Um, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm curious what – I mean, we all know what Steve Kerr's doing. Yep. I mean, he's coaching Golden State. Uh, I I couldn't tell you what Scottie Pippen does now. I mean, if anything. Horace Grant's what he's doing. He, seemed, he always struck me as like a guy who'd be a good coach. Um, you know, I, I was kind of curious because Paxson, John Paxson, he worked in like the – he was general manager. Yeah, of the of the Bulls for a long time. I don't. Is he still? Uh, I, I think, remember. I, I think thought he got fired. No, eventually. I think I don't know if he's still part of the organization or not. Um, but I would have been really curious. Had B.J. Armstrong on there a lot. And I'm I like, mean, what did he go do? What's he doing? Is he coaching somewhere or something? Yeah. No, I don't know. I was looking up his Scotty Pippen's net worth is anywhere between thirty and fifty million. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's comical because the uh, what's the the Twitter wars or whatever that Pippin's current wife is having with his ex-wife. Yeah, who's a friend of the Kardashians? Imagine that. Oh, okay. well, it seems right. But yeah, I would have liked a little bit, probably. Uh, you know, kind of where you know where where did they go? You know, I I would have been curious, even if you just had to write something down about like I didn't I didn't realize B.J. Armstrong was a first round pick, eighteenth pick. Yeah, out of Iowa, right? Yep, yep. six. He was six two. <laughs> He's fifty two years old. He looked five eight. He was actually an NBA All Star in ninety four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was one of the trivia questions. The year that Jordan was not there, they had three. There were three Bulls All Stars: Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, and B.J. Armstrong. That year that Jordan was not playing, which I thought was interesting. He's actually serves as an agent for Pistons point guard Derrick Rose, who was the first player selected in two thousand eight NBA draft. He also really? serves agent for. Um, some people I can't even pronounce their huh. name. But he, he was served as an analyst on ESPN like every other NBA player. Uh, oh. But he also worked in Chicago's front office as a special assistant to Vice President of Basketball Operations Jerry Krause, having replaced Paxson as the Bullies started point guard years before Armstrong himself replaced by Paxson uh, as hired to the GM job in Chicago when Krause resigned in 2003. Armstrong remained an organization as scout for a couple of years, leaving in 2005. Hmm. So okay. he's, he's basically an agent now. Yeah. No, but you know, that's, that's all. I would have liked a little bit of that. I would, I, I was always kind of curious and I don't know if that was something that Jordan said, yeah, I'm not going to talk about. And you and I talked about this. I, w- I was really wondering, you know, I such a, I remember when Jordan's father was killed um, and that be, you know, he was missing for so long and then they found his body and then they found the people, the, the, the two guys that, um, that they convicted of it. And uh, I, I was always curious if you know if Michael ever had any interaction with those guys, or uh, they didn't say anything about the trial, or you know that they were even convicted, uh, serving life, or you know anything like that. I I, I was kind of curious about that because with his father being as big as he was to him, and um, and to be honest, let, let let's be real, I I'm not a hundred percent that Jordan retires uh, that first time. If his father's not killed, I, I think I, I don't know. I there's you know people said that like oh yeah he was I I just I'm not for sure if he does that. I really don't know. I question that a little bit, but you know when that happened, so he lost a lot even more motivation to play when his dad wasn't going to be there. But then then the media start you know with all that those stupid ass stories. I you know I don't know. I think that might have just drove him over the edge. If he was, if he was even wavering, uh, you know, coming out of that '93 season, I, I, I think that's probably what sealed the deal. Yeah, I was reading about. Um, I was reading about this right here. What Horace Grant said, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, this is from Rachel Nichols from uh, in mm-hmm. ESPN. Horace Grant went off on what Michael Jordan said about him in the last dance. Lie, lie, lie. Let's settle this like men. Grant also said 90% of the doc was bullshit in terms of realness of it, saying anyone going against MJ was edited out. Hmm. I, I felt like there were a fair amount of people who were going after him. I can't imagine who was on there going off more. Uh, like, I mean, BJ Armstrong was like, yeah, he was not great to play with yeah he said lie 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 if mj had a grudge with me let's sell this like man grand said during an interview let's talk about it or we can settle another way 
But yeah, and, and still he goes out and puts that lie out that I was the source behind the book. Sam and I have always been great friends. We're still great friends, but the sanctity of the locker room, I would never put anything personal out there. The fact that Sam Smith was an investigative reporter, that he had two sources to write the book, I guess, why would Michael Jordan point me out? It's only a grudge, man. I'm telling you, it was only a grudge. And I think that proved that during this so-called documentary, when if you said something about him, he was going to cut you off. He's going to try to destroy your character. I didn't get that. Maybe it happened, but Horace doesn't. He doesn't know if that happened or not. Right. He Well, he could talk about his relationship with Michael. Yeah. I mean, he can yeah. They they didn't. I don't. I mean, I don't know what all they cut put on the cutting room floor from what Horace said, but again, I I don't know. That's I I don't. But he brings up a good point right here. Charles Barkley. They've been friends for over twenty thirty years. Grant said, and he said something about Michael's management with the Charlotte Bobcats or mm-hmm. the Charlotte Hornets. They haven't spoken since then. And my point is that he said that I was a snitch, but yet, and still after 35 years, he brings up his rookie year going into one of his teammates' rooms, seeing coca, weed, and women. My point is, why the hell did he want to bring that up? He didn't say anyone's name. What did they have to, what did they have to do with it? I mean, if you, if you want to call somebody a snitch, that's a damn snitch right there. Well, he basically said the whole team was in here. All you had to do was look at who's on the roster. I mean, he said guys were. I mean, he didn't call anyone out on who was doing. You don't what. bring. You still don't bring that up. I don't know. I would after retirement. I'd be like, yeah, I remember those days when we used to do stupid shit like that. And but, I wouldn't say any names. But he didn't do it. What? No, my, I know. But one. Of, that's my point. Is like what he's saying is it's exactly what he's hypocritical of, and it brings a very good point because Michael Jordan had his people do the documentary, so it's going to be it's going to have a certain slant to it, right? I don't agree with that either, but did you watch it? Mm-hmm. What what negativity was brought up about him? There were numerous people who were like, "Yeah, he was he was an asshole to play with." That was it. Which he admits he was, but outside yeah. of that, was there any other negativity? The gambling. I mean, they talked they talked a decent amount about his gambling. But what I'm saying is, he, it's it's the same way. If you're going to run it, if you're going to have a documentary and you're going to have your hands in it, he had final cut on what everything that came out. That's not what the director said. That, of course, he's going to say that. Was he going to piss off Jordan? Well, how do you know that? I mean, no. that, that 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 again, that's just an accusation. You don't know that. No, it's been said two or three times. Jordan's company was involved. Jordan had final say in a lot of the things that came out. But the director, who actually just who gave an interview and said, "Yeah, they all did the interviews. They were great. They didn't say, hey, cut this out or anything like that." No, I'm not talking about they. I'm talking about Jordan did have final say in it. Like, Who? Jordan even admitted that he did have final say in, in a lot of the things that went into that. Well, I didn't see that. And he said there's certain things he wouldn't talk about. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, I watched, you know, so that's one person saying that, but then a director saying they didn't ask to cut anything out. Who's they? But you keep saying they. I'm not saying Everybody they. in the... I'm who, saying Joe. I don't give a fuck about anybody other people. I'm just talking about Jordan, period. I'm not talking about BJ Armstrong. Like he Jordan. said Jordan and anyone that was involved in the film, they didn't ask to say, hey, we can't talk about this or cut this out or anything like that. Yeah. No, That's what was, he said. I know. But I'm just saying is they this production company, Jordan had final say before it came out. Of course. I mean, I mean he did because it's it's about him. Yeah, but we don't know. I mean, he—they probably said, "Yeah, he does have final say," but you don't know what he did, yeah, did actually say. How, yeah, cut that out or anything like that. I didn't get that feel. I'm not saying I wanted a negative documentary. I'm just saying is, um, I'm just, I'm just saying is, it, it, it did not really give us a whole lot of. 
it gave him what kind of player he was and you know how he changed the game but but it was it was cool it was more cool for me because it was nostalgia more than anything absolutely uh, just especially after the first two like and, you know the first night i was like i'll check it out and see how what the hype is and i just i and, did i was reliving and, a lot of my childhood right there watching a lot and he's of that. so petty he's just the pettiest person I, you know i i loved about this they, they said yeah he would just find any minute little thing and if he couldn't find something to motivate him he would you know he he went as far as to make something up about a player the guy for the wizards that he said said something to him after a game and then the next night he lit him up and he told everybody that this guy said something to him and and then he admitted he said he didn't say anything you know so for it's 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 a different way to to go about it but it's just funny about what would set him off to to motivate him but when you did piss him off and motivate you were done. You were done. You know, he talked about that 93 team when they beat Phoenix. They, What was your motivation going into those finals? Barkley won the MVP. What about 97? Malone won MVP. And he said that, that, that fueled me. It's like, so he just always, it was funny how he just always found things that were going to motivate him. Um, even if he, even if he had to be a dick and make it up about that guy from I can't even remember that guy that guy's name from the Wizards, but yeah, he made the damn story up. No, just to, just to motivate himself. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean it was I mean it was a good it was a good series. I mean um, very entertaining. Yeah, I mean it's very entertaining. Um like they got Lance coming out on Sunday. Do you uh, see that? Yeah. How do you know how many series episodes that is? It's four. Is it four? I think it's three part series three-part series yeah it's like a 30 for 30 yeah okay and then, and that's another one that's very interesting i'm curious um a little bit yeah <clears throat> but he was also very 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 vindictive too yeah i watched that was that hbo or something that did one on him that if, yeah because if you went after him he would go back after you like really bad yeah except like in a worse like <laughs> get you fired Yep. like jordan would just getting your shit and just you know get on you but Lance would just have you fired. He'd just have you removed. Like, yeah, damn, yeah. you're an ass. Yeah, but I mean, to that's be a, a bigger dick, I think. Yeah, well, to be a top, whatever he was or whatever, and then they were everybody. It's the same way with people talk about. Oh, and then they're coming out with the Chicago Cubs or Sosa McGuire thirty for thirty. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll look, be curious what what they come from. I mean, this was a, you know, the director was saying it was his first time that he's ever done like a ten part, you know, series type of thing. You know, ESPN. I'm I'm sure they are f- scrapping for anything while we're looking for sports to but it's, to get to it, hype up and it's, all that it's stuff. It's weird though, because the ratings are we're going down. Yeah, that was surprising. Well, we knew there's every time the first two episodes obviously was going to be huge to check it out. Yeah, they lost about a million, but they yeah. they maintained the four three four nine. Yeah, so. yeah. I I but I really but I think thought it was, I think it was too long. Ten. I'd rather sit there for I'd rather an one episode be an, an, an hour or two hours and okay. be like and be like five because it made uh, no sense in playing back to back. Just call I mean I know whatever. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but off of that, if you're a wrestling fan on WWE Network, it's called Undertaker Last Ride. Um, mm. Steph was watching it. She is not a wrestling fan. But she watched a lot. It, it is so unique behind the scenes because um, he's one of those guys that kind of like Jordan was very hidden 
like you know always tried to maintain a certain perspective Mm -hmm. but it shows him like actually talking about like his family stuff like that Hmm. speaking that the one thing that people brought up about the 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 last um the last dance was never talked about his wife except for like one time his first wife. Well, I thought it was it wasn't until like episode ten that they had like about Utah. A, well, a, yeah, a quick clip of his kids. Yeah, he never talked about his wife. His kids. Uh, we talked about his kids one time. They were um, they own a um, one of them owns part of the the brand ambassadors. I've never seen his daughter ever. No, I hadn't. I, to be honest, I didn't know he had a daughter. Um, I remember. I remember. There's something that came out, and it was like in the ninety seven, ninety eight. Like around that time, there was a rumor that there was a woman here in Indianapolis that was a mistress of his. Yep. I can't remember who she was. Yeah, because Indiana. I remember there was just, I Indiana, mean, Indiana's rumors. Indiana I mean, was supposed to be strong with mistress because they don't talk a whole lot. They're not yeah. like New York ones or California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they, they, because they said. Yeah. Oh, there, no, I remember why that came up was because it was rumored that he had a child with her. That's what it was. That yeah. he had a mistress in Indiana. His in house, his 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 compound, still for sale in Chicago. Is it really that the one with the twenty three on the gate? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I mean it, the one thing I take away from Jordan was is and good say, point though. I didn't even pick up one that he didn't talk about his wife at all. Well, I was reading the article, but my main point was is he it was win at all costs, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry that's the way that I was. And and the problem is is when you have that attitude sometimes. It can drive people away and not want to be part mm-hmm. of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's why you have a coach. If you have a player, like that's why you have a coach. And Phil was the perfect coach. Yeah, um, yeah. Rod, I, Rodman, I thought summed up Phil Jackson quite well. He's like, yeah, he he knew I had to go, I had to go blow off some steam. You know, he didn't he didn't ridicule me or whatever. I you know I took my fine. I knew I was going to get fine. Whatever. He's like, you know, but he, Phil, Phil kept everything together. So, I mean, yeah. Here it is. Uh, Michael Jordan's first wife, Juanita Jordan, absence from the first dance explained. Michael Jordan's The Last Dance features Chicago Bulls legendary in the world of basketball since his NBA debut in 1984. 10 part series. They were married 17 years. Yeah. In a recent interview with the Atlantic, Jason here spoke with spoke about what he didn't why he did not include Juanita Jordan in the making the highly popular series. I wasn't interested in the opinion of any wife or kids in this. We had the story tell us we wanted. I felt like we had the story covered from every single angle. But he talked to his mom. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, more than the kids and the wife. Um not a bunch. Not a bunch with the mom. Every once in a while they'd slip her in there, but not a whole, primarily, mostly when she was talking about his dad. And his um, current partner, Yvette Prito, is also not in there either. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess I could have, I don't know. Then then you're talking about adding another five, six episodes if, you, if, if you've run episodes of, what, you know, what what was it like being michael's kids during that time or michael's wife during that time because they did they they talked quite a bit about how he had no privacy well i mean there was never a clip with with his wife ever <laughs> now that i think about no, that, there, that, was, there was was there well, there was some newspaper clipping stuff that they shown like okay during it, yeah but i was just like yeah i mean that would have been an interesting story too what what was it like to be 
you know, the the wife of Michael Jordan during that time? What would it have been to to be a child? Because I remember what Jeffrey, yeah, it was Jeffrey Jordan who went to University of Illinois and played basketball, but he walked on. He wasn't any good. They both played at um, Florida. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, I know one went to Illinois for a minute. Well, then he went down to Florida. Then yeah. they transferred there? Okay. That was kind of like Walter Payton's kid. I remember when he was like third string running back for the Miami Hurricanes. It's, but it's it, a tough act to follow. Yeah, because there's Jeffrey and there's Marcus. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Marcus, if I'm correct. Yeah, Marcus is, um, he's 29. 6'4", though. Uh, no, University of Central Florida. And then... Um, I want to pull up the, he has this, I think it's called Trophy Room. He has this really cool, um, oh, 1996, the film Space Jam. Jordan was, um, his son was by Eric Gordon. Uh, years after the film was released, mm. an entered rumor spread the actor was NBA player Eric Gordon, but it actually wasn't. So there's, they always thought Eric Gordon played his kids. Okay. Um, but he, ha- he has, uh, opened up a shoe store trophy room on May 23rd, 2016. Hmm. The chosen date pays uh, um, to his to his dad in his jersey. The store is located in Orlando, Florida, Disney World. Um, 31st, 2019, the physical storefront closed and the store transitioned to online sales only. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like he's big and like, because shoes are huge, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's big in the shoe game, like not only that. So I've seen him in a lot of sports. He's got a pretty good connection i guess yeah he's pretty good <laughs> but he all, but he also Probably a good one to know michael jordan yeah and then he got into that i mean because i mean there's not a whole lot what you can really can and can do at that age you could try to make your own name but mm-hmm. he made his name in the shoe world and and because he can um he's also helped design some shoes too which was mm-hmm. was nice i don't know what his brother does or anything else like that so yeah uh, but if you have not seen this series, I highly recommend you checking it out. It's yeah, really cool. Because you can stream them all at once. That was what I, I always had to start them like 45 minutes late. You know, it was two hours because it was two episodes just to make sure I didn't see any commercials because, yeah. Some of them are, at the end of them, you're like, wow. Yeah, because especially if you are around our age, like you remember all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah take a second, you know. So, um, but yeah, anything else you got there, Arby? Uh, did I mention Carmen Electra still looks good? Yep. Can we get her on the show? No, and that's what we're going to talk about. Get a hold of her people. That's what we're going to talk about. I want to find out, you know, how her interviews went. Um, stuff like that. So. (laughs) Her Baywatch days a little bit. So there's been a little, um, lack in episodes being put out. It's just been done by choice. Really been busy. So, like, the other show, BJ Robbins Project, probably... Because AP was over the house yesterday. We were talking about it. Um, once this lockdown stuff gets done, we have a meeting set up, me and AP do. So we're going to see where we're going to be moving um, in the future towards some other things or whatever. We've got some cool ideas um, for a lot of the shows. I mean, a lot, a lot of the shows. And then we're um, work with Repo and meeting someone else. So I don't. Like the, it was never the point of like ever to be like a the main star of a show ever like the B.J. Robbins project. Movie reviews started. We've been doing it for a while, and it it's so like we'll put. I'll 
try to put them out when I can. I'm just not real motivated to put them out. Not in a bad way. But it's like there's not movies coming out. And then like The Last Dance was something yeah, cool to tough. cover. Yeah. So probably scale back on that and probably just keep working on the other projects of the other shows. I enjoy that more than really doing shows. Oh, I watched Joker. Did you? Yeah. So that's kind of where the concept goes. So I don't know where we're going to go from here with the, the two shows I'm actually on. So, but I just want to give an update on that because someone asked me like, hey, we haven't seen these put out. So, um, because when we did Smugcast, it was one thing, um, but it was like another thing to, to try to figure out what we're going to do moving forward because I have to find some free time in between all these shows and I'd rather sacrifice me talking to a microphone than someone else because that's not why I got into it really it was to try to be uh whatever so and uh shout out to juice uh he should be having this baby anytime now he hasn't said something this week yeah um Go so get him. Uh, other than that uh thanks for tuning in on this t- tuesday night uh obviously fiverr media uh we're live fiverr media studios uh tonight obviously at seven o'clock uh tina doe came out tomorrow should be Weez nuts coming out uh uncle buck uh uncle buck's house comes out on friday the dan king show which we just started where do we go from here is, is a great show. And then, uh, obviously we have off the cuff and, um, uh, hack attack. So that's what we've been working on. And then I have another project coming up about four weeks from now. So that one's exciting though. So they're all exciting, but that one's that one. Someone called me and asked me if I would do something. And then, uh, is that so, our guy. Yeah. It's our guy. Yeah. That That's a really cool idea. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. I mean, I might actually listen to a podcast. I'm going to listen to that one. Well, that's awesome. Uh, like I said, is awesome. you know I don't listen to them. I don't listen to my own. I listen only thing I because when I edit, like I'll edit it and then I'll play it back so I can make sure like the audio is fine and that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Because when you're lining stuff up and going through tracks, you'll hear the same thing like ten times in like a minute. Sounds exhausting. And so it's actually a lot of fun when you get to line up and stuff. But I'd rather be doing that stuff. Um, but other than that, uh, thanks for joining us always. Uh, we will see you, uh, maybe you never know next week, kids. There you go. Stop streaming. Stop streaming. <laughs>